Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Welcome back to the Sunday Seether podcast, or welcome if you are a new listener. I'm so glad you're here. I'm a life coach, an online teacher, a mentor, and guide for highly sensitive people, and I am really feeling honored um, and excited to talk to you today about a quick lesson that I have learned in my very first day here in Indiana. For anybody who doesn't know me, my partner AJ and I spend the month of August, as we have for the last four years, this is our fourth year doing it, um, at a cottage in Indiana that's close to his family, so we can get a chance to spend time in the area where he grew up, um, see his friends and family, and just be in nature. We found this cottage during the summer of the pandemic, and it has been become one of the most special places to us, so we feel really grateful to be here. Um, today, though, I'm recording from the co-working studio we use in Lafayette, Indiana, and it's kind of noisy here today. I'm in a phone booth, but I can still hear people around me, so if there's any background noise or just doesn't sound as crisp and clear as normal, um, you know, you have my apologies. So, but hopefully the content will outpace the production level or any annoying uh, noise in the background too. Um, So I have a little bit of a lesson that two kittens taught me today, (laughs) but before we dive into the lesson um, and what what I took away from it, I wanted to talk about a couple of things that are coming up. Um, So September 5th, 6th, and 7th, I'm really excited. I am doing a brand new event the Highly Sensitive Person Leadership Summit. So over the course of three evenings, I'm going to be hosting three trainings on elements of leadership that I think are critical to the highly sensitive person. The first evening, we're going to talk about the nervous system of a leader, um, why it matters, what you can do to regulate your nervous system so you get triggered less at work, um, how you can reduce fear, anxiety, how dysregulation affects your leadership. And we're going to teach and practice specific tactics on how to regulate and ground your nervous system. On the evening of September 6th, we're going to be talking about overcoming imposter syndrome. Um, this is going to be an EFT tapping session. So we are going to bring all of our self-doubt, all of our insecurities, all of our imposter syndrome. And I'm going to teach you the practice of emotional freedom technique tapping, which is one of my biggest tactics that I use regularly to shift beliefs and to regulate myself. And we're going to do it to help you um, shift your imposter syndrome so you can feel more confident, more regulated, more just authentic in the workplace. And you can kind of ditch those self-doubt voices that tell you you're not good enough, you don't deserve to be where you are. EFT is so amazing. <laughs> I, I can't wait to teach. If you haven't been to any any part of uh, like workshops or past things where I've done EFT, um, I really recommend you, you join for this one. And as uh, Uh, This is a total aside (laughs) as I go on into a tangent, Um, but we're going to be doing a month of EFT inside the Sunday Seether membership in late September, so stay tuned for that. And then finally, on September 7th, we're going to come together for creating the identity of a leader. So I'm going to help you build out a leadership identity plan. We're going to learn how to shift into the beliefs, thoughts, and actions and identity of a leader. So this is all free. They're all lifetime replays if you can't make it. And all you have to do is go to katherinedandrews.com slash HSP dash leadership dash summit. Um, and I'll, of course, have the link in the show notes, too. So I think it's going to be really fun. You do not have to, if you attend um, the Leadership Summit, 
you don't have to be on camera. You don't have to participate. I always like to mention that because sometimes I really want to go to things and I'm nervous. Like I'm going to have to be on camera and the host is it's going to be like a bad, you know, night at a, at a comedy club or an improv session. Somebody's going to point at me and make me say some stuff. <laughs> this is not the case. You can be off camera and simply observe, or you can catch the replays too. I'll be giving you lifetime replays as well. Though I do think there is something fun about coming together live if you can make it. Um, it'll be 8 p.m. each of those nights, September 5th, September 6th, September 7th, and you just have to register at the link in the show note and you'll get all the emails and everything that comes along with that. So, that's, of course, a promotion for the upcoming Highly Sensitive Person Leadership Academy, which will open for early bird waitlist enrollment on September 5th. So you get the waitlist access, you get the discounts and bonuses on the waitlist, you get free attendance for the Highly Sensitive Person Leadership Summit. So lots of goodies, lots of leadership stuff, lots of free content that hopefully will be helpful to you whether or not you enroll in HLA, um, but will be helpful to you in your journey for growth via leadership. So that's the first thing I wanted to say was to promote the Highly Sensitive Person Leadership Summit. The second thing was stay tuned because I'm going to do a New Year's retreat <laughs> and it's going to be in Western Maryland and details for that will be coming out at the beginning of September. Um, there's going to be space for 15 women. I think it's going to be incredible. I'm doing this with my co-host Kelly Barrett, who I have now hosted like four or five retreats with. We did this retreat last year for New Year's and it was just like the most special thing, the most wonderful group of women, a very special, sacred, nature-based practice, lots of movement, lots of reflection. I teach a tarot workshop. I teach a year ahead uh, planning goals workshop. And we have lots of like silent time and reflection time and space for you to walk in nature, do what you want. Um, I, you know, I've often thought about like maybe part of what my work should be is hosting retreats for highly sensitive people because, you know, we can go on retreats, but they can sometimes be overstimulating or you're expected to participate in a lot of activities or they're crammed so full. We feel like we have to attend everything. That's not what our retreats are like. Um, they are spacious. They are intentional. There are silent hours. So you can just sit around, read a book you know, but you could go on a walk with somebody if you wanted to and talk with them outside of the retreat space. So they're, they're chill. You know, I, I know that I've gone on retreats in the past that were great retreats, but I felt a lot of pressure to attend and do everything that the retreat offered. And then I got overstimulated and I was just like, Oh my God, I cannot handle this. So our retreats are not like that. They are nourishing. They are spacious. They have amazing food that's cooked by the retreat owner, um, vegan, vegetarian. We accommodate all dietary uh, needs. So Stay tuned. It is not open quite yet, but it will be. Um, and I would love for you to inquire if you think um, that might be for you. It's going to be, I'm like, when is it? I mean, it's over New Year's. <laughs> so it's going to be December 29th, which is a Friday through Monday, January 1st. So we'll all come together on the afternoon evening of December 29th. We'll spend that night. We'll spend Saturday and Sunday together and we'll spend Monday. Um, we'll leave Monday morning, um, which is on the first. So stay tuned, more to come about that. Okay, so let's get into today's lesson <laughs> for this podcast, which is what two kittens taught me about the practice of non-attachment. I was thinking about this because um, uh, this is a lesson that I particularly am constantly working to to learn. That of being present with what is instead of telling myself stories about how things should be or how I want them to be or how I'm demanding them to be. And the backstory is the very first day about uh, three weeks ago when AJ and I rolled up to our cottage after a very long drive from Virginia. We pulled in, we were so glad to be there, and we drive separately because we need two cars while we're here, um, because 
there's no walking here. <laughs> and if somebody is left at home without a car, you're effectively like kind of imprisoned there. Um, so we drove separately and AJ pulled in first and then I pulled in um, next to him and his car was blocking my view of the cottage and he was not getting out of the car. And I was like, what's going on? And he just rolled down his window and was like frantically pointing to something at the door. And I craned my neck and I realized that what he was pointing to at the door were two perfect kittens who were laying out in the sun in front of the door to the cottage that were stretching, that were nuzzling each other. And they were so beautiful and incredible. I am not really a cat person. I I might be changing that, but these kittens were just the sweetest thing you had ever seen. They were, I don't know, I don't know, can't gauge a kitten's age maybe a month or two old, like they were old enough to be out and about and playing on their own, but they were still obviously very much kittens. So as they were like stretching and nuzzling each other, we like really slowly got out of the cars and we're like trying to observe them. And of course they noticed us and they immediately bolted um, and went under the deck of the cottage. And I was just like, oh my God, immediately my mind was story making and planning about everything to do with the kittens. Um, like I said, I'm not a cat person, but I'm kind of shifting and I have thought in the past couple of years, it might be nice to get a pet. Um, this is, AJ is not on board with this, (laughs) so we'll see if this ever unfolds, but I immediately was like, oh my God, these kittens are living under our deck. We're going to make them our best friends. I'm going to put food out and I'm going to, you know, play with them every day and I'm going to have them start to trust me and be really comfortable with me. And it's just going to be so sweet and so beautiful. And I can't wait to play with them every day. And maybe actually after a month of being here and they trust us so much, AJ will get on board and he'll just see how cute they are and how wonderful it would would be to have kittens. And maybe we'll take them home. Maybe we'll take them to a vet here in Indiana and we'll do all the things we need to do. And then we'll take them home and then we'll have kittens as pets. And so, oh, and by the way, one of my friends in town has been thinking about adopting a kitten. So maybe I'll give her one of the kittens and we'll take the other so they can still be in the same town, but we'll each have separate cats. So we, you know, and on and on and on and on. And I like basically play this out into the future. And you know, within an hour of arriving at the cottage after having seen these kittens, I was convinced that this is what was going to happen, that I was going to get, I was going to get to play with the kittens every day. I was going to get to see the kittens every day, that by the end of the month, AJ was also going to be in love with the kittens. The kittens were going to be in love with us. I gave the kittens names (laughs) and we were going to take them home. And it was going to be like this magical, like meet cute cat adoption story that was, you know, just going to be so wonderful and adorable for all of us. And we were going to come home with these kittens that meant so much from us from this place, this cottage on the Tippecanoe River in Indiana that means so much to us. And it was just going to be so wonderful. I was already like planning the Sunday Seether essay about it and like couldn't wait to tell all my friends and family. (laughs) So what happened next may not surprise you is that we have never seen the kittens again. (laughs) So I, that afternoon, that very afternoon, I went to Walmart, I picked up cat food, I got cat treats and I put out a dish of water and that's, it's not true that evening as we were going to bed, I looked outside and the cats were eating from some of the cat food that I had put out. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to be our best friends. They're already learning to love us. They're learning that this is a safe space. We feed them like, and they'll come back again and again. And then here we are, uh, you know, as the time I'm recording this, it's like two, two and a half weeks later and we haven't seen them again. <laughs> That's not totally true. We saw them at another house about a mile up the road, but they had like ensconced themselves at that other house. <laughs> and so 
And this is what I mean about non-attachment. It is so easy when something comes into our lives or we think that something should be in our lives to have our mind spin out into the future about all the ways that it should be, how it could be, how it's going to be, to meaning make, to plan a life with the things we think are going to happen and how they should be. I, you know, it's really kind of, I have a whole sentence either planned about the, um, the concept of, of human supremacist culture, <laughs> which is that humans are better than animals in nature and we kind of get to do what we want. And I was like really applying human supremacy here. I was like deciding the fate of these kittens in, and, and thinking that they should get to go home with me, that that was what was going to happen to them. It's what I deserved. Um, and I was really t- reminded by this humbling lesson that like there, there is no attachment. Having attachment is you know, as the Buddhists say, is the root cause of all suffering, right? And this to me was such a perfect example of playing it out, that I had meaning made about two living creatures, about how I was going to bring them into my life, and exactly how I thought it was going to go, and exactly what I thought I wanted, and I should get what I wanted. And surprise, kittens have their own agenda. Life has its own agenda. Other people have their own agenda, and they have their own, you know, sovereignness, and their, their own way of being and what they want in the world. And so this isn't just kittens. I mean, what I want you to do is take my story about the kittens (laughs) and insert whatever you're feeling really attached to right now. And how do you know you're attached to something? You think it should be a certain way. You think it should play out in a certain way. You think you should get something out of it. There, you know, really are a lot of shoulds. Um, You've created a whole story or a whole plan of how it should unfold or how you think it should unfold. And learning to step back from attachment and the shoulds of how we think things should unfold or how people should be or how people should act is simply acknowledging and accepting that nothing ever really happens as we think it should. And that's not wrong. That's not bad. You know, we spend so much of our time feeling like we should be able to dominate and control outcomes in our lives. And that is, that is attachment and that will cause us suffering because things rarely go the way that we predict or think they should. I could even say never, right? Uh, just replace rarely with almost never. And that's not a problem. That's how life works. You are, you know, and this, this is very difficult for humans to embody and accept, right? Because we're humans. We do get attached to things. We do have ego. We do have a mind that wants to play out scenarios and we have desires. And so my point here isn't that you should become a monk who is never invested in anything. (laughs) But when we begin to practice non-attachment, I want you to practice the concept of holding something lightly. You can have a desire. You can have um, an outcome that you would like, right? And you can invest yourself in trying to achieve those desires and outcomes too. But hold them lightly, right? Hold on to them lightly. Don't let your entire life depend on how something, how your mind, your very limited human mind. I mean, I love the human mind, but the ego and the human mind are quite limited. Don't depend your entire life on on how your mind or your ego tells you that something should go. Practice saying, this is what I want. You know, I admit my desires, but I'm not enslaved to my desires or the narrative that my mind has told me how things should go. Things are going to go in unpredictable, chaotic, wacky ways. And sometimes those ways will be painful and sometimes they will be utterly delightful and better than we could have imagined. And that's the flip side of non-attachment is when you, your mind thinks that something should unfold just one way, um, it limits the possibilities for something even better to come into. 
sure, sometimes the things don't work out and it's painful and challenging and we can have a lot of compassion for ourselves in those moments, but sometimes they work out in spectacular ways that we never could have predicted that are so much more delightful. And so non-attachment has benefits too. <laughs> so, so that's what these two kittens taught me. Um, that I had taken a, a look at two living things in my mind, I had decided their fate for them without asking if they were interested <laughs> in this fate, without asking their permission, without considering that it might not happen. Um, my mind made up stories and meanings and shoulds and laid out an entire plan that I then was very disappointed when I realized it was not going to work out. I mean, I was like, when we stopped seeing the kittens and after a few days, it was, became clear, like, we just weren't going to see them again. I was so sad and disappointed, right? And those are human emotions since there's nothing wrong with being sad and disappointed. But I was extra sad and disappointed because I had staked so much on this story of how it was going to go with the kittens. Um, and the reality was the kittens, you know, have their own agenda. They're off being like probably having a really great feral cat life somewhere. <laughs> and so, you know, neighbors are feeding them. They're playing in the woods. They're probably splashing down by the river in the chance that they get. And they're, they're growing up in their little like kitten enclave, wherever that is. And they're not mine. And it's okay that I got attached and I, I wanted to have a particular story play out, but it was a great reminder for me to practice holding things lightly, to practice non-attachment and to respect the flow of life and how it goes. So I know this is quite a small story, you know, two kittens and, you know, not getting to like randomly adopt two kittens. It's not the same as something like a marriage falling apart or the loss of a loved one or a layoff or any other bigger life thing too. But I still think the principles of non-attachment and practicing holding those things lightly um, are, are important to begin to practice. They may feel challenging and hard to practice at the start, and that's okay. That's kind of how it all goes. Um, but this is, this is what we're here for, right? We're here for presence. We're here for being with what is. We're here for the unfolding of life. And if we want to be in the flow of the unfolding of life, we have to learn to release our attachments to what we think should be. So I hope this was a fun metaphor and story for you to learn from. If there's anything you're feeling super attached to, maybe you can just release it a little bit. Uh, just think about maybe it's not, maybe how I think it should go isn't how it should go, or it isn't how it's going to go. And that's okay. I don't have to exert my will, my dominance, my control on making it go according to what my mind thinks is best. Because maybe there are just a million other ways it, it could or is going to unfold and isn't there beauty in that too? So I hope this is helpful. I would love to hear from you. You can email me, Catherine at CatherineDAndrews.com. You can follow me on Instagram or DM me on Instagram at Catherine Andrews. I hope I will see you at the HSP Leadership Summit, maybe at my retreat at the end of the year in Western Maryland. Um, and stay tuned for more details about HLA and the retreat and a couple of other offerings too. But for now, I will wish you a very non-attached <laughs> week ahead. And I'm sending you a lot of love. Take good care. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about the Sunday Soother at thesundayseuther.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.